The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about member growth strategies in a very professional way. There we go. Now, if you would like to talk about this as it applies to your membership or whatever it is that you're doing, maybe you haven't got a membership and you want to figure out how this stuff can help you anyway, come and hang out in our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community. There's thousands of podcast listeners in there talking about this stuff every single day. We're in there as well. We absolutely love it. It's totally free. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community. Just search for that on Facebook and it will pop right up. He loves a bubble bar in the bath. And we're going to find out what one is and why he likes it. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he never wears a watch. He tried, but he never wears a watch. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. So you followed in my little footsteps, didn't you, of grab my size nines, of grabbing a smartwatch, albeit you got the Android Samsung one. I did, and I tried very hard, and it was tracking me sleep, and it was tracking us how little I walked, and then I took it off, and I just, I can't, I can't be seeing what time it is all the time, living by the, I, I just don't get the value in them at all. Your, get, just Your watch was either doing all or nothing, wasn't it? It was sleeping, which you do all the time, or walking, which you do none of the time. It's all or nothing. <laughs> Do you know what? I haven't worn a watch before that. I haven't worn one. It's it's got to be at least ten years since you had like a Casio ninety six or whatever the hell. Yeah, you're kidding. You, you, you think you're joking, but you're bang on. Really, <laughs> you know. I mean, absolutely. I think I had a really modern one that had a calculator on it. Wow, check you out. I'm just yeah. The big leagues. Well, big... Was... It's not for everyone, is it? It's not for everyone. It is. And the thing is, I think this idea that you've got this thing that's just constantly sending you more notifications and interrupting you was just fucking annoying. And, and it would then buzz when I didn't have a notification because I was suddenly, oh, you're walking, you're walking. I'm tracking that. Don't you worry about that. So the Apple, the Apple Watch, the Android Watch, the smartwatch thing, it's the definition of stuff that we want because we were sold it. It's marketing. Marketing. Marketing's happening. Well, that's why I didn't like it, this marketing stuff. I, I, I need to know what, the, what a bubble bar is, though, before we get into the episode. Oh, what so the- it's the, the reason you don't know what they are is because you don't like the smell of the shop. Oh, it's, if you go, it's from Mush. Lush, the high street I UK call it store, Mush. Lush. Uh, it's basically it's a bit like a, bu- a bath bomb but instead of putting it in the bath and it exploding you just take it and you snap bit off and you crumble it under the tap and it, it's like bubble bath but it smells nicer and so it's, you snap a bit off a bit like a chocolate bar has like little bits on it it's exactly the same as using bubble bath but it comes from a powdered bar rather than a bottle of a bottle of um, matey do you remember matey when you were a kid no <laughs> oh, matey with, bubble bath was a it like with, with a dodo what? Did it have like a dodo on the head? Like it had no, like different it had, heads had on it. Like a little sailor. Yeah, that's the one. A little sailor or a little pirate or a matey. Is it called matey? <laughs> Does matey anybody else remember matey? Can you still get it? I need to know this. Tag I us at Kennedy on stuff. If I bet you, if I went got a bottle of the it. toilet was yesterday before I go on holiday. I mean, next time I'm going to look for matey. Do it. And it used to smell like just childhood happiness, didn't it? That was, yeah. That was that was Sunday. It smelled like Sunday night before you go back to school after half <laughs> term. smell of Sunday night. Sunday night. Hello, every week on the show, we ramble on for about four and a half minutes. <laughs> and then <laughs> we talk about how to make more sales and more money uh, from your email subscribers. And we talk about email marketing strategy, psychology, matey bubble bath tactics, and share what's working right now to make more sales online, making you the email marketing hero.
of your business. We do have a brand new episode every single email, marketing Wednesday. So make sure you do hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so you don't miss out on a single episode. It's funny, you know, if you're mates first and business partner second, you end up talking about business almost all the time because it's the most impactful thing in your life, right? And so right. when you, so we do the podcast as an opportunity to spend four minutes chatting about our personal lives <laughs> but without any pressure of having to get into anything valuable. Anyway, here we go, values. It's true. I know more about you because, because of having to come up with a stupid fact every single week than I would have known anyway. Like, it's a great way of, of deepening a, a friendship, that's for sure. Your job as a person doing email marketing for your business is to convert as many people on your email list into customers. But it's literally impossible to do that if your emails are not actually getting delivered into the inbox. And we can't take this delivery thing for granted. We do have to do some work on it. We can't put all of the responsibility for that on our email marketing platform, like jumping from one platform to the next, hoping that you're going to get better delivery. You have to take some of the responsibility here. And it all comes down to the data quality, the quality of the data that you've got in your email platform. That's what is the difference between your emails landing in the email inbox and just not at all. In fact, Zero Bounce in their email list decay report, sounds exciting, found that almost 23% of the average email list goes bad every year. That's almost a quarter of the average email list actually goes rotten just while you're sat sending emails and hoping for the best. In fact, only 57, 57%, 57% of all email addresses that Zero Bounce checked last year were valid and safe to use. Only 57%, right? And they actually validated more than 6 billion emails just in 2022. And Zero Bounce have got this amazing collection of tools that help you to boost deliverability. And they're kind enough to sponsor this episode of the show. So you can go and check out these amazing tools and make sure that your email addresses are being verified and validated against all these data points. Go check it out at emailmarketingheroes.com slash bounce. That's emailmarketingheroes.com slash bounce. And remember, by supporting and checking out our sponsors, you're also supporting the show. Anyway, we've got a membership. A lot of people have got memberships. We've got great friends who teach memberships. Um, just full disclosure, if you want to know the whole thing about memberships, we're going to talk about the email elements of memberships today. But in terms of like how to create a really great membership, definitely go and check out our friends, Mike and Callie, over at the Membership Geeks. They've got a, a really great uh, a membership about memberships. called and a great the podcast too. And a great podcast. Uh, so definitely go and look up for the Membership Geeks and the Membership Academy uh, for, for really detailed stuff about memberships. The only thing that we're experts in is email marketing. And of course, um, we're going to talk about the email marketing elements of memberships, which uh, obviously we use ourselves and a lot of our members uh, members uh, use. So um, let's talk, let's start, it's basically going to come down to a bunch of things. We're going to start off at the beginning of the journey, which is membership site owners building their email list. Later on, we're going to talk about um, sort of what we're going to use to increase the sales from our email lists. And then we're going to go probably down some some rabbit, uh, rabbit holes as well with all of this. So um, let's talk about how we can grow our email lists. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, there are two ways, right? You can either buy, and when we say buy, there's a bunch of things. It's either with time or money, isn't it? We've covered that before, but you basically can, you can either buy subscribers or you can buy buyers. So you can buy subscribers or you can buy customers, people who've bought something. 
Um, and realistically, in in reality, you probably want to, both of those things in some in some a form nice little blend. Yeah, buyers have proven that not only are they interested in your niche and the stuff that you've got, but they're actually willing and able to pay for what you'll sell. Because willing and able are different things. They're willing to like I want to buy stuff. I'm willing. I'm willing to put my money in and 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 invest in myself because some people just won't or whatever. And then are able to, as in they've got disposable cash to invest in the thing that you've got. Because again, some people would love to, but they just can't afford to. Right. Yeah, totally, totally. So let's talk about how we actually do this. So the first thing we can do is obviously we can drive traffic into like a low cost thing. So right now we run ads from Facebook uh, and YouTube a little bit um, into one of our Splinter offers, effectively a piece of software that we sell called Countdown Hero. It's a low cost item, goes through a bunch of upsells to upgrade uh, what you what you get with Countdown Hero. And then ultimately they go into our membership as part of that too. And if they take that, great. If they don't take that, they're going to go into our email marketing where we're going to sell them the membership some more. So that's one route. Um, the alternative route through is that you drive traffic to a free opt-in. People put their name and email address in, and then they go straight into, well, you can make them a paid offer immediately. And if they don't buy that, then they go into the, the email engine. What we call our score email engine is the way that we do this. Because ultimately, what you do want to do is you do want to work to turn people into members as fast as humanly possible. The the sort of idea, the romantic idea of build a list and send them emails and one day you'll get them to buy is sort of a bit of a myth in that the longer we've just proven over and over and over again, the longer it takes people um to to buy the first time to buy from you the less likely that they are to ever buy from you ever 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 it's because at the moment that they made that first contact with you is the is the point at which they they've got the highest level of intent that's the moment that which that, that topic is is most important to them so again to go through that you've got model 1 which is um traffic so your ads or your free content or the podcast guesting you're doing or whatever into a free lead magnet a freebie an opt-in and then put people into your email system uh, to uh, hopefully automations like a score email engine or something like that to convert them or you can be bringing in paid customers which is traffic to usually a low-cost item with a bunch of upsells to maximize uh, the cart value to offset some of the cost of traffic honestly then make an offer specifically for those people to your membership and then anybody who doesn't buy from that special offer for your membership, you're going to put them through this score email engine again to maximize conversions of people who didn't buy at that point. So that's the two ways of really building your email list. And there's a whole bunch of different traffic from paid traffic to, to free traffic and er, what we call earned traffic, okay? That could be SEO or, or whatever. You, you, know, you know all the sorts of things. And they all work. It's all about bringing the right types of people in and making sure the ways that bring people in are appropriate, are the ones that are showing the highest level of intent to solve the issue that you solve, right? So uh, that's, that's a really important bit. So let's just talk, though, about list size. The biggest lie that we hear over and over again is because membership is an ongoing commitment and people have this idea of it's another bill, you need a really huge email list. It is just not true. But the reason it's easy for all of us, and including us, to obsess over growing our email list is because of the echo chamber of marketing we all live in. We see ads all the time of, here's how to get more traffic. Here's my course about YouTube ads. Here's why Facebook ads are better than YouTube ads. Here's how to grow your email list. Here's the best lead magnet ever. Blah, 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 blah. Here's how we just are surrounded by offers that help people to grow their email list. Why is that? It's one, 
because that's what these people teach and they're paying to show these ads to you and paying and sorry and, and and doing a lot of work to show that content to you but also it's the reason they're creating those offers is because they convert it's what people think they need to do because of the echo chamber of that's what they've seen so people saying hey how to grow your email list and how to grow a profitable email list they're making great sales from those things because that's what people think they need to do the truth is what we actually need to do all of us, and I think by listening to the show, you know this already, is we need to earn more. We need to make more money from the every subscriber we already have and every subscriber who comes in. So rather than thinking, how can I bring in a thousand subscribers tomorrow? I want to think about how do I make a thousand times more money from however many subscribers I bring in tomorrow? Yep. That's going to have the and same it, net result. It's probably partly because it's easier to teach traffic and sort of, you know, post some articles somewhere and you'll get people. Do you remember blog commenting, go and comment on blogs and other people's in your niche and people see your comments. It's sort of easy to teach stuff that sounds kind of plausible and all the rest of it. Teaching how to, teaching how to maximize sales from your existing audience is quite hard to do. Doing it, not so difficult, but teaching the frameworks and the stuff to do it, we, we know from experience, it's quite hard to make that really clear and, and applicable and stuff. That's why it's taken us um, so long to put the league together and get it to where it is, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that one of the things, going back to what you said just on that final point there, about if you can figure out, we're always looking for the big levers to pull, aren't we? You want to pull the lever that's going to have the biggest impact, right? You want to jump on the seesaw that's got the biggest result on the other end of it, and that's going to fire the massive result. Because basically, if you can figure out how to make more money from every subscriber that you get, that means that when you do drive traffic, it's all worth more money, right? Whereas if you are just driving a bunch of traffic into a thing. We talked to somebody this morning who's thinking about launching a $27 a month membership. Great. There's tons of money to be made from a $27 a month membership, but it's flipping hard because the truth is that if it's $27 a month and you're going to keep somebody for an average of, let's say, three months, that means you're going to make less than $100 and then you've got to acquire a customer uh, and you've got to pay for all your costs and all the rest of it out of that $100. It's just it's just hard to do. It's hard to acquire. We, we, can't, we can barely acquire a customer for $100. Um, and so... It's just one of those things where you have to you have to figure it out. Whereas if you can maximize how much money you make for every subscriber you get and every customer you get by having uh, email do the heavy lifting for you, that means that now when you do drive traffic, it's really profitable and it's really worthwhile. That $100 is insignificant. And it basically means it doesn't matter how the costs of ads grow. You know, what do they get to? you know you're going to maximize the sales from those subscribers. So you're sort of thinking, well, I know that I can convert really, really well, and I've, I've put time into that. So uh, when I do bring people in, I, I'm maximizing that so I can be a lot more flexible. Like, at the end of the day, if you know you can make $1,000 of somebody in the first seven days because you've got a great conversion system, that means you can spend up to $999 to bring somebody in. Compare that to somebody who's, who can only make $27 in the first seven days, you can outspend them, which means you're going to get your ad seen. They're not. And that's, yep. that's the position you, you want to be in. And in terms of like list size, I mean, I think we've said this before. Just to put some real truth on this, we made our first six figures in our business from a couple of thousand subscribers on our list. That was it. Six, our first six figures, the couple of thousand people on the list. So people often think, email marketing heroes, you must have a monster list. We don't. We do very well. But because we focus on how do we serve and create the most value for and then from the email list we do have, right? 
Yeah. And it raises the question, of course, what is a big list? Like some people come into our membership and say, I've got a couple of hundred subscribers. I've got a small list. I've got a couple of hundred subscribers. But then if we said to you, by the way, we want you to go and do a presentation for tomorrow for 200 of your perfect uh, potential customers. uh, And then after that, they might buy from, but they might come and buy something from you. You'd be over the moon about that, wouldn't you? Yeah, 200 people in a room, imagine them in front of you. And and, and what, what you got to remember is it's all relative. Like in some niches, a list of 100,000 people is small in some niches. Right. In some I mean, it niches... It depends on what you sell too, right? Because if you sell paper clips, you've got to sell a shed load of them. If you sell aeroplanes, that's not so bad. Yeah, exactly. And the good news is if all of your subscribers are buyers and not just not just free subscribers... You can even have less of them because they're all highly qualified that not only, as Rob said, not only are they interested in the thing that you teach and share, but they're also interested enough to pay to learn for that thing. They see value in paying to expand that. The big flip here, I think, is rather than going, I want to have X number of subscribers because then that feels like a list that's big enough to make money from. Instead, what you want to do is go, well, how much can I make from every single subscriber I've got on my list? And then very predictably, I can grow the list and know that that number will scale. So if you know that you're you make $5 per subscriber per month or $1 per subscriber per month, you know in advance, right? You can predict in advance what it's going to mean to you when you acquire more of those subscribers. Now, there's a little bit of flexibility there because like we said, not all subscribers or customers are created equal. If they come from some places or um, you know have some pre-qualifying criteria, they're going to be better or worse than others. But generally speaking, on average, uh, you know that if I can earn a couple of dollars per subscriber per month, then when I do drive traffic into my email list, I already predictably know what it's going to do, rather than the opposite of that, which is to spend a load of time, money, and effort building a list and then hope for the best, which is not what we want to do. So let's go through some of the kind of major things, that the real things that you want to know, right? It falls down to, I don't know, maybe five or six different questions you'd ask, right? Totally. Okay. So what you need to know is, how much do I want to earn? from my membership. So I've got a membership. What do I want to earn? Now, we all have maybe lofty goals of what I wanted to earn one day, but really right now, what do I want this thing to be earning me, right? And once you know that, you then are going to go and have a look at what is my conversion rate? When I get somebody on my email list, what is my conversion rate, right? And then on top of that, we want to know what is my retention? How long are they in my membership? Therefore, What is their actual member lifetime value? So if your membership is 500 a month and your retention is three months, on average, across everybody, some people much, much longer, some people much, much shorter, uh, then it's three months, then they're worth one and a half thousand, fifteen hundred dollars or fifteen hundred pounds, right? So that tells you, okay, well, if each person's worth fifteen hundred dollars, that's all I've got to play with. I can't spend more than that from the beginning of acquiring the lead all the way through to them becoming a member. That tells me a lot, right? And so now we can reverse engineer how many subscribers do I need in order to fulfill that? And how much can I pay to get that many subscribers? So if, for example, it all works down, I'm not going to do the real math, but let's say you can you go, okay, well, in that case, I need... I need 500 subscribers and I'm only going to make uh, 1,500, I'm going to make 1,500 pounds, sorry, or $1,500. And I want a thousand of that to be profit, which means I've got 500 left to spend on lead acquisition. I mean, they're quite lofty goals, honestly, but um, uh, 500 on, on lead acquisition, which means I can spend $1 per lead. That's what I can spend up to. And that's that's what you're going to optimize for. So you're going to reverse engineer it based on, and the beautiful thing about having a membership is that, 
it's not just one time. It is recurring and some of them are going to be longer, but you have the big fallacy in membership is, well, they're going to pay forever. They're not. They have an average across all of your members. How long do they stay on average? That's their actual worth. So it might be that they're worth $1,500 to you. That is how much they're worth as if they were buying one time. You have to treat it the same. That's really, yeah. really important. So if this goal then is to try and increase the number of sales we make, the amount of money we make, because that's not the same thing, of course, but to increase the number, the amount of money we make from every subscriber, what are some of the strategies that membership site owners specifically can use? So the first one that we talk about is to talk about your thing more and from different angles. So not everybody joins everything for the same reason. Not everybody will understand why they should join everything from the same marketing either. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we talk about our thing. Some people will want to know about what it's going to do. So let's look at the league just as, a, as an example, right? It's a membership. It's going to help people with email marketing. Some people will join that because they want the campaigns where they just fill in some blanks, change some words, add their story, and then they've got a, they've got a finished campaign they can run and use really quickly. And they won't attend any of our calls. They don't come to a single, we've got hundreds of members, they don't come to a single coaching call. They never ask a question. They don't need to. They still pay month after month after month, year after year, because they just get the campaigns. That's and, one. And we get amazing testimonials from them. They're the most surprising ones. Like, I've made a testimonial and we're like, who are you? Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's I ran what, that's this campaign that made a gazillion dollars. And we're like, that's amazing. That's how they like to work. And that's great. On the flip of that, You've got other people who don't look at the campaigns particularly. They just attend calls. And some of those people will sit and ask questions. Some of them will sit and just listen in and take notes as we help other people. You've got other people who join because actually, honestly, because they just want to use, they don't want any email marketing stuff particularly. They want to use our software that we created for doing like, you know, extended capability email things. So they're all such different angles that will get people to pay attention. And then even just within the campaigns themselves or just within the software itself or just within the, the coaching elements itself, we can talk about each of those things from different angles. We can talk about um, you know, the, the gain. We can talk about the fear of loss. We can talk about the pain that they're suffering. We can talk about case studies that are people like them. So we use this thing called psych sequencing. That's our unique method of having lots of different campaigns uh, it's a very, it's a bit meta. They're the campaigns that are inside the league, ultimately. That's how those campaigns were created. They were created for us to sell stuff, and then we put them inside the league. But basically, they're the campaigns, one after the other, that actually take the, the different angles, the different perspectives, and the different hooks and get people to actually want to buy from us. Because again, different people buy for different re reasons, right? They do. And they think about it. some people, some of us are buying because of something we're going to get, something because some people, because we're afraid of what we're going to miss out on. Some people, uh, because they don't want to be wasting any more money. There's so many different reasons. And stacking those up side by side by side is the thing that creates the, uh, the most conversions. Uh, by the way, if you want to just go a bit further on um, what we did to actually personally grow our membership, the league, we talked about it back on episode 109. So if you go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash 109, you'll be able to get straight to that episode and talk about it. We'll actually unpack behind the scenes of what we did to grow it from the beginning to like first through those first six figures in membership. But here's the, here's the sort of the whole thing with this is we've got to grow our email lists and then we've got to convert that list. 
That's what this boils down to. And making sure you have things in there to maximize the sales you're going to make from every single subscriber who comes in. That's the real secret source of how people can possibly afford the increasing ad costs and, in, and, and, and make the maximum from, yeah, you might go and do a podcast or you might go and do a guest training or you might do a, a, an article that, does, that goes well or a, a viral piece of content. But if you might get, might get a handful of people coming through from that. We're okay with that. If we do a podcast interview and we only get maybe 10 people come and join our email list, that's not a bad thing for us because we know that we can convert them really, really well. Yeah, um, which it's means true. You don't have to worry about, oh man, we only got 10 people came over from that podcast interview. That was a waste of time. Hell no, it wasn't. 10 people, we will take that to the bank every single day. Every single happily. day. Happily. Happily take it to the bank. So make sure uh, make sure you get those numbers dialed in. And for those of you who are in the league, obviously you're used to psych sequencing and putting those campaigns together to appeal to different psychological uh, angles and the different psychological needs that people have. If you're not already a member, you can go over to the league membership dot com the league membership.com and get access to the entire framework for what we call the score method which allows you to automatically implement psych sequencing and frankly without even having to understand how it works or why it works I was speaking to somebody this morning who's like i don't know why it works or how it works it's just working well like that's okay but if you ever want to know there's also training about that stuff as well but anyway the league membership.com to get all that stuff sorted if you haven't already now it's time for this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. Okay, okay, okay. This one was the words quick, full stop, look, full stop, over there in capital letters, and then like three dashes and a little chevron to make like an arrow pointing off to one side. Uh, the, the sort of hook of the angle was, uh, the hook of the email was about how people, um, it was a sort of us and them thing, us versus them. So we're in this little tribe, not like those people over there. And it was about how some shady marketers and people will like try and distract you away from like the truth in order to get you to buy their thing. And that's not a good technique. And here's what you should do instead. So it's creating that us versus them, them dynamic between uh, that, that lumps you together with your subscriber and pushes them away from or repels the people they don't like, like the dirty guru lot. I love that. And why do you think that subject line particularly works? That sort of look, stop, uh, sorry, quick stop, look, stop, over there, uppercase. that short, like, that short, like, um, beat of it is like really staccato, interesting. Staccato, like, like bam, word for bam, stop. Bam, yeah, staccato, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And the idea of it being over there, I think, is sort of funny, uh, with the arrows pointing. They're like, where? It's got a curiosity to it. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What the hell is he talking about? I love it. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. You made it to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast player. We're back next week with a brand new episode. Like we do every email marketing Wednesday. Do us a favor this week since you made it at the end. Share this episode with a friend, somebody you know who has a membership. If you know somebody who's got a membership, share it with them. You know, really, this will, we hope that this will help them out. That's why we put this episode together. So uh, do that and we'll spread the word about the email marketing show and help even more people do amazing email marketing that makes them the email marketing hero in their business. We'd absolutely love it. All right, we'll see you next week. Have fun. <laughs>